I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good to have Greg Bell, our buddy that covers the Seahawks from the Tacoma News trip back on a bench. There's a drive to deep center at the track. Game over. Cover. Oh, corn dog. Oh, nice little steal a game in the bottom of the eighth with an error by the right fielder. Oh, I love betting when I win, which is usually. Uh, yeah, that would have been Yelich's uh, routine grounder, and they would have tied the game at best and held the other runner on. But uh, Grisham, is that who who did it, Grisham? Grisham, the right fielder, he let the ball go under his glove, and that was it. All three runs scored, and they won the game 4-3, party time in D.C. Uh, sorry about that, Greg. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Scott. I, I was watching with the Indy. That was a crazy switch in the bottom of the eighth. Right. <laughs> game was about over for Washington. I mean, they got real lucky, if you ask me. Uh, I thought, you know, they jumped on Scherzer, and then they blew it. Uh, the right fielder, no, there's just no getting around it. He he blew it. That was a routine single. He should have uh, got the ball, threw it in, and they would have dealt with what they had on the sack still. But instead, he, he butchers it, and they win the game. So I thought the interesting thing about your uh, piece I was reading uh, was about how uh, the, the players loathe these Thursday night games and Clowney was talking about it and their history when Richard Sherman tore his Achilles, uh, Chancellor, Cam Chancellor injured his neck, uh, you know, Baldwin retires after three surgeries since last season and they all just loathe Thursday night games. I thought that was a great part of your article. Uh, how are they dealing with it? Well, Scott, thanks for the kudos. They, it's a necessary evil now. They know it's here to stay. The money is so great the tv contracts are so rich that the league's not going back on it what's interesting it was it was never collectively bargained back when the 2011 when the current cba went into effect i think it was still they did the eight weeks the final eight weeks of the season with thursday night games but not every team in the league had to play a thursday night game and that happened in the middle of the cba so a lot of players like richard sherman types was on the executive council of the nflpa saying well wait a minute you guys just stuck this in back door without it being collectively bargained, but there's just so much money now that there's no going back on it. How the Seahawks are dealing with it, Scott, they were watching the film of the Rams on the flight home from Arizona and the win on Sunday. They were actually watching the end of the Rams game in their locker room, so right. they were still in full pads watching that. And then Russell Wilson said he's guzzling water, swimming, hyperbaric chamber, massages. Guys are talking about doing a lot of massages and things that they – they're not ready. They said the Thursdays, in a normal week, Thursdays when their bodies are ready to play. So some guys said even Friday. So they're not in full condition to play until Thursday anyway, but they'll play Thursday night. And Clowney's interesting point was, hey, I'm going to use it to my advantage. I'm relatively fresh. I was a holdout in Houston for all those months. Hadn't played or practiced at all in nine months. I'm going to put use it to my advantage and be physical and try to pound on the offensive line for the Rams and, and work the short turnaround against them. So talk about Russell Wilson, uh, you know, Super Bowl winner. He talked about how he deals with it. A lot of hydration and swimming and treatment. 
Yeah, he swims. He did 25 laps this morning. He said swimming's become a big thing in his recovery on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays after games since 2013, his second season in the league. Uh, he just sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber that he has in his place here in Seattle. I uh, said two or three hours, two or three times a week. He said doesn't sleep a lot. He Interestingly, he's told us his sleep patterns in the past is to get minimal sleep, five hours or so a night during the week, and getting up early and going to the facility and film and all that. And then he has a physical trainer and a nutritionist in his house full-time uh, around the facility. The PT is in the facility as well. Uh, and uh, then he banks his sleep on Friday night into Saturday, sleeps 12 hours or more <laughs> the day before the game. Really? Uh, it's, a, it's a routine that he says well, he's, he's perfected. It works for him. Uh, you can't argue with the results. Huh? He's a $140 million quarterback with a Super Bowl ring and six Pro Bowls. He's, by the way, Pete Carroll says, Scott, he's off to the best start. He's playing the best he's ever seen him play, mastering the offense, changing to the right plays accuracy in throwing he's still making crazy throws when guys are laying all over him in clutch situations now the only three wins the seahawks have are against well with three winless teams until pittsburgh won last night they beat cincinnati by a point pittsburgh by two without roethlisberger for half the game and then this really starting over cardinals team on sunday so this by far their biggest test uh, against the Rams, they were going to be pretty angry and a little different, I think, than they were in, against Tampa Bay. Yeah, but I don't know, Greg. Greg Bell with us, uh, Tacoma News Trip, great writer, covers the Seahawks. I got to tell you, uh, it really is, you, you know, the Rams are allegedly this better team and allegedly one of the best teams and allegedly their coach is smarter than all of us and allegedly, but I mean, uh, how about allegedly they puked against Tampa Bay and then my my real thought is, uh, you know, the Seahawks, it's unbelievable, but in, in primetime games since Carroll's been a coach, they're 82% wins. Uh, yeah. They've outscored opponents double, literally double what they've uh, given up. They're 8-1 and one on Thursday nights, 17-2 and two at home in primetime games since they got him. That is insanity, those numbers. It's true, and Carroll says, yeah, we have a system of doing it. He and the players say it's because he doesn't treat games any differently he calls everything a championship opportunity every week uh he doesn't make any bigger deal out of the prime time than any other games i will tell you the home crowd uh, they have a few more pops in them by the time a 5 30 kickoff starts rather than a one o'clock on a prime time game and that certainly helps the noise in that stadium uh, the rams to me I, scott i think that they have been We'll see if they've been preserving Todd Gurley, but they certainly haven't been using him as they have in the past. He had five runs against the Buccaneers. I know that Rams fell behind 21 nothing early, and they threw it 68 times. Mm-hmm. But in general, he's just not getting the ball like he was early in mid-last season. He's got the arthritic knee. It seems from afar that, that Sean McVay is preserving Gurley to try to get through the entire season. And I think this would be a game you don't preserve him. That you turn him loose and see what he can give you full throttle because the Seahawks have not had an answer for Gurley the last couple of years. The Rams have won three in a row in this series, six of the last eight. There are Seahawks still stinging from a 42-7 loss the Rams put on him here in 2017 that really signaled the end of the Seahawks' reign in the NFC West. Uh, this team has not been able to defend the Rams' offense. 
And we'll see if Todd Gurley is the Todd Gurley that they've, has run rough just all over the Seahawks the last four or five meetings or whether he's still the preserved, limited Todd Gurley. If he's the preserved, limited one, the Seahawks have a much better chance to win than they have in the past. Uh, Greg Bell with us. I, I got to tell you about Gurley. I, now, I'm not willing to um, write him off or anything, but I will say this. It looks to me like they got, they're going to get fleeced on that deal. That guy. They gave him a lot of money, didn't they? I mean, they gave him a ton of money, and he just he just does nothing anymore. They knew, of course, what they were getting into when they drafted him, right? He was at the reconstructive surgery at Georgia. Right. He missed most of his time, and that's why he slid. And a lot of people had him off their draft boards because of it. And he has this three, four huge years, and now they're talking about arthritis in his knee. Uh, it, it just last year they wouldn't answer why they weren't giving him the ball at the end of the year in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, and now we know why. And it just seems to me like they're trying to maintain it through the season, and that changes their offense. Everyone thinks the Rams are this aerial circus, like the greatest show on turf was in the St. Louis days, or Don Coriel chart. That's not the Rams. The Rams are based on the run first, and, and zone read option runs and stretch plays to get the defenses having to play up and then the crossing routes and the deep outs off of it off of play action. That's the Rams. And that's what they, the Seahawks have gotten killed on that. And Gurley's the one who does it. And then, oh, by the way, Gurley will run out of the flat and catch the ball. And not just on outlet passes, but down the field on wheel routes. And that's just not the Gurley that has been this season. And Goff has suffered because of it. The numbers say it's not the same quarterback when Gurley's not the productive guy and early in the games. Goff's got six touchdowns, six interceptions, and four fumbles. He's been hit 16 times in four games. He only got hit 34 times the entire season last year. So that tells you that the run is not making defenses play honestly. And if they aren't running Gurley and aren't effective on the ground, the Seahawks are going to come after him with Clowney and Ants on Thursday night. So uh, tell me about uh, how staggeringly good Clowney looked the other day and had that pick six. Are They they have to be jacked up about his uh, what he's bringing to them and his abilities. Yes. Scott, they can't believe that what they traded, what they didn't have to give up to get Clowney from Houston. It was basically a bag of kicking tees. A third-round pick, Texans forgotten anyway if they let him go next year as a free agent, and a comp pick, and two guys second-tier players, one, Barcavius Mingo, that may have been getting cut because of a $4 million salary and no production, and then Jacob Martin, a second-year player who was probably the fourth, fifth defensive end on the team, for a guy who's a three-time pro bowler, and you saw in the Arizona game how he can change games, not just sacks, but he's 6'5", he stuck his arm up like Spider-Man and pulled the ball down and tapped it to himself and changed a 3 nothing game into 10 nothing, and the Cardinals were done. The Clowney's value so far has been allowing guys like Quentin Jefferson, a relative unknown defensive end, to flourish inside of him. The Seahawks are using four defensive ends across. Now that Ansa's back and playing, Ansa, Clowney on the edges, Quentin Jefferson and Brendan Jackson in the middle, and Jefferson is next to Clowney, and, and offenses have to chip, double-team, or have back stay in with Clowney, and Jefferson is eating up the one-on-one blocking inside. That's the kind of unseen, overlooked value that, Clowney's going to have and Clowney was telling me today I don't even know the guys on this defensive line I don't know their moves well check back with me when November when I finally learn what the heck these guys can do and how they play and I can play off of them and he thinks they're going to be that much better just by him being more familiar not only with the scheme but his teammates but so far in one month they've gotten what they needed out of Clowney Ons is just getting back Sunday was just his second game 
he played 39 snaps the other night, uh, the other day in the Arizona Scott. If he can play 30 some snaps a game, that'll be his most since 2015. He was on the practice field running around today and not on the injury report, so he looks ready to go for the Rams on Thursday night too. But that was a huge, the potential fatal flaw to this team when they traded Frank Clark was the pass rush. Clowney and Anson made it instantly better. So how about this um, this tight end, Disley, that they – remember yeah. he, he got injured last year, I think, in his rookie year, and he was doing all kinds of great things. But now he's been catching a touchdown almost every game and having at least, you know, five to seven grabs. And in the red zone, he's been uh, Wilson's lover. <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but I guess you're right. Six touchdowns in eight career games. Uh, he's a former defensive end scout at University of Washington. His sophomore year, he was screwing around before a practice before the heart of Dallas Bowl, and Peterson saw him catching balls and said, why don't you play some tight end? And then Peterson put some tight end plays on next year for him, and he's a tight end ever since. Now he's an NFL number one tight end right now for the Seahawks. Catches the ball away from his hands. They thought he was a great blocker. They didn't know he was going to be this great receiver. It knows the defenses and how to get open. Uh, patellar, ruptured patellar tendon in the four weeks into last season. A lot of football guys don't come back from that injury, and he's come back in 10, 11 months. Uh, he's a force already, and it is a little weird how much Wilson trusts him after only eight games. That's how good he is. Uh, Wilson said he spends a lot of time in the, off the field with him. Uh, they talk a lot, and he really is impressed on how he understands football and understands the game. Uh, but a former defensive lineman <laughs> catching these passes, six touchdowns and eight games and four already this season, uh, it's a little strange and odd. It's working for the Seahawks how much Wilson trusts Will Disley, number 88. Yeah, no doubt. I was in L.A. Uh, staying. I was at the Spence fight, and the Buccaneers were staying in my hotel, and we were watching how they uh, run their business and how they handle it. Like, they got all these me- – I mean, you should see it. It's crazy. You know how it works. They got 50 different meeting rooms. Oh, yeah. Uh, their their meals are all uh, catered, and they and they uh, all eat in packs. It's, it's insanity. And seeing them just constantly going up and down to these meetings all day long, there's no joking around. I mean, they get a couple hours to walk around or go eat somewhere else if they want, have breakfast somewhere else if they're not into the team meal. But – I, I was fascinated to see how they operate and then to see them go out and kick the Rams' ass uh, the way they did and, and put up those kind of numbers, whatever it was, 50 points or whatever. I, I just couldn't believe uh, we were watching, like, you know, Evans and all these guys going through the motions and dealing with all their meetings and, and how they bring them in, they, you know, corner them, uh, you know, basically squander everybody off. You're not allowed to go near them. They keep everybody sequestered away from them. They get the whole floor. They get all the meeting rooms. They move everybody out. You're not even allowed on the floor. It was pretty crazy seeing it. And then to see him go out and win the game, it was even crazier. Uh, you know, I, you know why they do that, Scott, with all the meetings? To keep those guys from getting to go out right. and lots of time. Right. <laughs> Mandatory snacks and all that kind of right. stuff. Right. I mean, it's crazy. I used to uh, travel with the Steelers when I was a young guy, and it's just yeah. a, little, it's a little bit different now. But it's still kind of the same thing even though that doesn't make much sense but it is different now uh i remember it uh, to be a little bit different you know going back 30 years ago but uh, hey uh, greg uh, great stuff as usual uh, enjoy the game on thursday night up there will do thanks god always good to talk to you thanks man all right greg bell of the tacoma news trip covers the seahawks for us 855-2124-CBS okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 